Welcome everybody to Too Legit to Crit, a tabletop role-playing podcast hosted by the human equivalent of Thacko. <laughs> oh, your intros are always so good. <laughs> have you have you ever had any experience with Thacko? No, but I've had experience with us, so I assume they're bad. <laughs> Thacko has always kind of been told to me like this cautionary tale of oh you weren't around in the days of Thacko I used to walk six miles to school uphill both ways yeah. <laughs> and we used to try and hit armor class zero <laughs> but, but I've never never actually had um, had the pleasure or displeasure as the case may be oh yeah Good old tales of yesteryear. Yeah, so and if anybody wants to write in as and, and tell us all about the wonders of Thacko... Please do. Please do. They have explained it to me multiple times. <laughs> and each and every time I've gone, yeah, I'm not going to remember this. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that's most things that most people explain to you because you're just like, ah, if it's, if it's important, it'll stick. That is my philosophy. Exactly. You know, if it's important, it'll stick. Yeah, and very few things do. <laughs> exactly. Very, very few things. <laughs> Except some random nugget of knowledge that I manage to pull out of my arse every now and again. Yeah, you're like, oh, did you know? <laughs> and then people think I'm intelligent because of it. It's, it's, yeah. it's pure dumb luck. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, you happen to be mentioning something that I'm a bit of a savant on. It, it's it's the random fact wizardry, is what I like to call it. Yeah, and for the most time, I just stay quiet in social situations. Yeah. Ugh. So anyway, my name is John Santana. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true, it is. I, I've checked. Uh, and I'm still Justin. You that, are. That I've also checked. Yeah, that's true. He has. Um, so yeah, that, that hasn't changed, and there's no plans to change that in the near future. You're, I think you're you all pleased to know. See, I ah uh, no, I like my name. It's done me well. You should it served me well for 35 years, right? There's, I don't know, just a no... little change every now and again. <laughs> you know, I'm bored of this now. Let's let's call myself Hunter for a bit. <laughs> well, and then the following week, now I'm going to be Gatherer. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you, can, you can make it thematic. <laughs> oh, change my profession every other week as well while I'm at it, yeah? Yeah, it's a bit harder to do because you've got to rely on other people. But Yeah, that's know, true, that's true. Getting people to call you different shit. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I'm going to call myself Mordecai. <laughs> I'll, I'll just I I... start insisting everyone calls you Lord Admiral. Okay, I'll, t- I'll take it. <laughs> oh, it's funny because I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the fact that someone at work calls me the dark one. <laughs> I mean, it's an accurate description. <laughs> it is quite accurate. It's a very accurate description. They then shortened it to DJ and it's like, yeah, I'll take that as well. <laughs> oh. So... Um, what have you been up to? Have you been up to much this this week? Oh, but, but no, before we carry on, mm-hmm. Justin, my good friend, happy Father's Day. Right back at you. Thank you very much. Did you have a good one with the... I with did, the actually. I did. It was really good. Um, we 
Uh, I, I picked her up nice and early. Um, there's it, it's it's now my week with her, so I picked her up yesterday. Um, we went to football because she plays football on a, on a Sunday morning. Um, and then we went to my parents' house where I made a nice breakfast for everyone. And then we just spent a day chilling with some family friends. It was really, really nice. Um, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it was It was a pretty good one. Uh, what about yourself? Did you have a lovely one? I did, yeah. I went good. round to spend time with the kids yesterday. We just had a lovely time. Um, out in the garden yeah. um, while the weather held up. Yes, yeah, it started pissing then, it down halfway through, didn't it? Then had to have an argument with my daughter and explain to her, no, when it's raining, you've got to come out the pool. <laughs> see, no, oh, see, I'm going I'm to have to agree with the kid on this one because you're already wet. No, I do agree with that. And I do appreciate the logic. But the slight problem was the forecast said thunderstorm. Ah, right. Okay. I'll give you that one. Yeah, that's In different. Which case, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah, yeah, there yeah, is a yeah. slight mitigating factor. I'll give you that one. We don't. I, I, honestly, I'd rather my daughter not get fried. Yeah, no, that's that's a valid point, and that's good parenting. Um, that's like I job one: don't let I them die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's I think like that primary be... goal. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, no, fair, 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 fair. Can't argue that one. Cannot argue no, that one. Exactly. So, yeah, you know, um, but she managed to come in without too much fuss. That's why I'm. So, but anyway, other than that, what have you been up to? Sleeping. Uh, okay. <laughs> I've been so shattered from work. Uh, I've had a very, very busy week at work. So I have been... The, the other day, I literally... I closed my laptop from work, um, turned on the TV, and woke up the next morning. Yeah, that happens. I, I don't remember anything in between. Um, yeah, I literally... I remember closing my laptop, turning on my TV... Pressing something on Netflix. I can't even remember what I turned on to watch. And then I lay down to watch it. And then the next thing I knew, it was six o'clock the next morning. Yeah, I I, I know that feeling well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> what about yourself? What have you been keeping up to? Um, I've been, I've been actually quite busy. Um, the new arc... My homebrew game has started Ooh, the casino heist. Yeah. I have um, heavily borrowed from Blades in the Dark. Okay. In the sense that I basically fast-forwarded a week and everything the players are doing to prepare for this heist mm. is done in the form of flashbacks. Ah, yes, I love that. So they have time as a limited resource. Yeah. So they're going to do something. Okay, that's going to take you one day to do. You've got seven days. Yeah, I love that. That's a really cool mechanic. And and like True Blades in the Dark fashion, what I'm going to do is once they've established like the the, the premise of, of the heist and how they're going to go about doing things... Yeah. Any time left over, they will be able to call upon whenever they need it. Yeah. So they're in the middle of the heist, and I don't know, they encounter some guards. It's like, okay, can I flash back to see if we would have planned to distract them? Yeah. Obviously, there'll be dice rolls involved. It's not going to be a straightforward yes or no. 
and if they succeed, then that thing happens. Yeah. See the the way the way I see that working, sort of like in a in a cinematic way, is um, you know, like in like the the oceans films, when it's cutting to like when they're going through the like they talk through the plan as they're talking through the plan, like the heist is actually happening. You know, we're like yeah, we go through the the doors at this time, and then it cuts to like them actually walking through the doors. Like that's that's how I see that kind of happening. Yeah. Yeah, and, and a series that kind of played on that quite a bit was... Um, I don't know if you ever watched it, and if you if you haven't, I recommend it. It's a ton of fun. It's called Leverage. I've not. I've not watched that. It's a modern-day Robin Hood sort of story where, you know, um, criminals join together to kind of take down bigger criminals and all that. The best um, kind of film, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and one of the staples is that it will seem like whatever heist they've planned hasn't worked. Yeah. But then you'll see the flashbacks and you'll see little scenes that happened that you actually saw, quote unquote, in real time. Yeah. But with a lot more context. Right. And yeah, you see, yeah, yeah. oh, so that wasn't just a throwaway comment. That was part they of the plan. Actually, that was all part of the plan. And I yeah. always kind of really, really enjoyed that. So I think, you yeah, know, I think it's going to work out pretty well. Mm. So that has been one thing that I've been, I've been doing. <laughs> then, during this whole time, ever since my players in the homebrew campaign got to around 12 or 13, I started looking into doing an, an, a homebrew world. Ooh, interesting. But... It's a lot of work. To, uh, it is a lot of work, and to kind of mould the the Pathfinder Second Edition mechanics into it because there is a lot that's kind of tied to the law. Yeah, I would have to do even more work. So I found so I, I got the cipher system and and started working using that as as the framework to build this world. Yeah, and it went stagnant for a bit. Hmm. You know where. I've got the first part or the first sort of mini campaign sort of planned out and what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I, I kind of slowed down because I just couldn't figure out certain things. And it was the other day I'd actually gone for a shower. And mid-shower I had this fucking eureka moment. So I've spent the better part of the last five days just hammering away at, at the keyboard. <laughs> and to be fair, if I really wanted to, I could start this game next week. Ooh, interesting. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it's actually taken off leaps and bounds. So I'm, I'm lucky to actually get something. And maybe I might even wing it to you to, to kind of peruse mm. I, I would quite like that, yeah. And if you're able to kind of poke holes in anything, it'll be greatly appreciated. You know, if anybody can poke, poke holes in anything, I'm your man. You, you are the hole poker. I am the hole poker. That is the common theory around the water pipe. Water pipe? Water hole? Fucking hell. I'm tired. Which you, Leave me alone. Which, the hole that you poke? Yep, it was a water... What a, uh, what a, oh my God, my brain. Water cooler. That's the word I was looking for. The water cooler. <laughs> Fuck me. I'm so tired, dude. <laughs> you don't understand. Hole poker is the name I used to dance under. <laughs> oh, dude, I am so unbelievably tired. 
I'll try not oh. to throw too many things your way uh, tonight just to kind of give you a bit of a break. I'm going to apologise to all the listeners out there. I'm not going to make much sense this week. I'm going to sound like I'm high on something. I'm not. I'm just tired. <laughs> I do feel like this is going to make a good episode. <laughs> you know, you're just going to come out with some random bullshit. <laughs> and I think it's going to be comedy gold. Um, hopefully. It's going to be yeah. comedy gold or it's going to be cut. <laughs> yeah, that's basically that's my MO as editor of this show. If I'm not like, funny, it's cut. <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically, I... I our, shows are, uh, our shows are basically four-hour-long recordings. Yeah. And most of my jokes are shit, so I just kind of... Yeah, that... I See, I, 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 I can't even carry that on. That's not true. We actually pretty much knock these out pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the editing side of things, we... I don't... What's this we shit? We you do all of that. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Yeah, I don't really cut that much out. Um, some episodes, I think for the most part, I don't cut anything out at all. Hmm. Even things that sometimes I think I should have cut that out. But <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it. <laughs> you only live once. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so the other thing I've been doing is is kind of podcast related, where hmm. I've been kind of improving the back end of this thing or been so, mind-numbingly blown away by the viewership we've received as of late yeah that was yeah surprising it was so thank you again <laughs> to everybody out there um, yeah thank you guys that it was is, mental it's so appreciated yeah. um you know and we appreciate every single every single listener and mm. and every like when we get a spike like the one we had last week, it's like, holy shit. Yeah, it, it kind of yeah. takes us back a few steps. And we're like, wait, people are listening? <laughs> and I think it does kind of play on my lack of self-worth. When I start looking at ACAS going, yeah, there's, there's been a mistake. Yeah. We're ringing them going, guys, guys, um, your, your website's broken. It says people are listening. Um, but we know they're not. That can't they be right. Can't be. That can't be right. They can't. <laughs> they can't be listening. It's just not possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you ever so much. And um, that actually, I won't say inspired me to to kind of do everything, kind of redo the the organization. Our our, our, our back end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it pissed me off that I didn't think of this sooner because it it, it was quite funny when he messaged me. Like, <laughs> it's like, dude, how did we not think of this? Because both of us are quite techie people. And both of us just completely overlooked the tech solution to what we've been trying to do. <laughs> yeah, but the problem, is, the thing is, it's worse for me because the solution that we found is what I was using as a fucking... <laughs> as a fucking campaign manager for the better part of two years yeah, but then, until but, I moved to yeah, Exactly, yeah. That, then you moved to Obsidian and then you forgot about it. And and I tried. We, we I mean, we did a, a OneDrive thing yeah. where I'd open a Word document yeah. and we'd go from there. And that didn't really um, work because we'd get lost in the document at times. And it was all in Spanish. And yeah, it was all in Spanish, which was very confusing <laughs> for me. Um... um and then I tried doing it on, on Obsidian, but I didn't want to fork out for Obsidian Publish. Mm -hmm. 
And then I just sat and just had a look at the apps I've got on the iPad. I went, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and, yeah, it is It is much better. I've got everything. It is. It's all just there. It's there. Everything yeah. we need to talk about. Yeah. And I've also, I don't think you, I don't know if you've checked it, but I've also updated the the forms. I have not checked the forms. Because Google Forms is a big pile of wank. Yeah, we know that. So I Oh, is that the, the to Jot Form? Yeah. And it basically pulled everything from Google Forms oh, and presented it very nicely. That's lovely. So it's easier to find shit. It's yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, we're not sponsored by Jotform in any way, shape, or form. However, but, if they'd like however, to, get in touch. If, yeah, Jotform. <laughs> yeah, come on, Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Yeah. Jotform, the proud sponsors of two knobheads talking about role playing games. Yeah, I don't see that happening. <laughs> I don't think they'd use those precise words, but we would. To that Oh, 100%. And that's precisely why they won't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If only Nobed was the worst thing I said on this show. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) I'm actually surprised that our editing is quite low compared to some of the shit I normally come out with. I think it's because, like, we, we, we have quite tame conversations when we're not drinking. Yeah, and considering I haven't done that in over a year. And I haven't done it in approaching seven months now. Yeah, it's... Yeah, things change. Your priorities change when you're not drunk. Yeah. Mm. We we don't try and be as offensive as possible. No, you know, there is... I don't like it. (laughs) The the consciousness (laughs) kicks in and kind of goes, yeah, dude, maybe you should turn it down a tiny bit. just, Just dial it back like a scooch. Just a scooch. Just, just, a, just tiny. a tiny little, you know, microscopic step backwards. But, yeah, so, <laughs> speaking of offensive... Yeah? Have you seen that the new TSR has filed for bankruptcy? Oh, no. Yeah, so, you know, for those of you who aren't very aware, and I did, I did genuinely have to look it up, um, the, there was a kind of a rebirth of TSR, which has been dubbed new TSR um, <laughs> by the masses. Um, We're such a creative that, bunch. <laughs> we are, we are. Indeed. Like, TSR revamped themselves. What should we call it? Uh, new TSR? <laughs> new TSR, yeah, yeah, that's it. As opposed to so, old TSR? <laughs> yeah, so apparently they were in like legal action with wizards. Right. And in this instance, Justin, well, wizards weren't the cunts. We were? No, you weren't. Can, can, can you say that again, closer to the microphone, please? I'd, I'd rather not. Please? Pretty please. I feel like I have to shower now. <laughs> I'm going to get T-shirts made with that on it. <laughs> <laughs> this time... <laughs> No, because apparently this this company, this TSR, which, let me just get, um, was headed by a bloke called Justin Lanassa. Not me. And <laughs> not you. You are not Lanassa. I am not. I am not. And Gary Gygax's son, Ernie Gygax. Right. Um, they wanted to 
um, released something called Star Frontiers. Okay. And that caused a licensing dispute with Wizards of the Coast. Mm -hmm. But apparently this Star Frontiers... Let me just read this out. It further states the public may mistakenly believe Wizards of the Coast endorses Star Frontiers reprehensible content which would do irreparable harm to the company's recent efforts to foster a more inclusive environment around its products. I mean, that's saying something. I mean, this I mean, this whole thing is going back a couple of years now. Mm. Um, but yeah, so apparently this company came out and I remember seeing something on Twitter where it was, you know, the typical sort of privileged white person argument like, of... You say it's going back, like, a couple of years. They only filed for the injunction last year. That, yes, it's probably not as far back as I thought. Yeah, because uh, I'm, I'm just, just reading up on it now, and now that you've mentioned it, and uh, apparently it was because uh, the, the new version of Star Frontiers contained blatantly racist and transphobic and reprehensible content. And wizards were like, you know what? Even we have a line... That crosses it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so, and that was yeah. that was only last year that they uh, they filed for that injunction. Well, I think we can safely say that Wizards of the Coast have won that one. I would say so. Have you seen uh, the payment? Um, that is, no, is... I haven't. I've just seen that TSR has filed for Chapter Seven bankruptcy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that would be because uh, there is a. Payment uh, owed to Lanasa when he acted as dubious legal counsel for the publisher, currently totaled to $384,941.99. Wow. It's funny because they're not very nice people. Yeah. But I mean, how, how fucked up has your game got to be? That the current, like, villains of this space are like, guys, really? Really? Like, how bad do you have to be? Well, I think probably it, it does help that the Wizards of the Coast had objections before any of this happened. True. And then they became villains for very other reasons. Yeah. Um, and they were, so it's like, but they were still like, guys, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, you know, we we may be money grabbing fuckers, but even we have a line. Not, even <laughs> we have a line. So there you and go, I folks. Do, yeah, I do remember it because it was during a time when there was a massive, you know, hmm. internet uproar because Wizards of the Coast were actually making positive changes yeah. to their IP, and um, then um, then they didn't. Um. <laughs> I thought they did. I thought they. No, no, no. I meant, and then they didn't make so positive uh, things. Oh, yeah, <laughs> then they made some not so positive changes. Yeah. In a legal area rather than an uh, inclusive area. <laughs> credit where credit is due. Yeah. They have kept the inclusivity thing. Yeah. So, so you know. You know, fair play to them and all that. Uh, and I would, I'm, I'm going to immortalize this episode because that's twice you've said nice <laughs> things about wizards. Ah! Yeah, don't get used to it. I won't, but I'm going to cherish this one. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
So, I mean, speaking of, I think it is tangential. Oh, actually, no. There is something Wizards-related, and it is in regards to something that you brought up last week. What did I ring up last week? And I love this because this is close to my heart. Um, do you remember what you were saying that a collector has offered a million... Yes, for the serialised The One Ring card. Listen to this. Spanish hobby shop Trump's Bounty for Magic the Gathering serialised The One Ring card oh, offers two million euros. How much? Wait, and that's not all. Offers two million euros and a paella. Okay, now I'm tempted to go buy some Magic cards. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be a good paella, really, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, any any of the... Like, it's going to taste good no matter what because you've got two million quid in your bank account. I don't know. Have you ever had a bad one? I have. Uh, not really, because... Yeah, I've had a shit one. Yeah, the only time I've had them was uh, my dad making them or my ex, who was also Spanish. So. Yeah, I make a good one. I'll make you one one day. I'll look forward to that. We'll put it on the list. We'll add it to the list. Which is Maybe one gaming night, I'll just bring my paella pan. <laughs> ah, I can't, yeah. I can't spell. <laughs> Leave me alone. Are you, trying to, are you trying to write down paella or something? I'll put it on the list. <laughs> 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 so for those of you out there who are new, yep. we have a list <laughs> of things we're going to play. Now, up until now, it's been kind of a metaphorical list where it's existed in the ether. Um, but with this new back end that we've got for structuring everything, John's actually created the list. So I've put it on and, the list. And I just need to add, I have capitalized the. <laughs> yeah, yes. So it's the list. The list. <laughs> As opposed to the to... watch list or the other lists we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still need to add things to it because I haven't quite got around to that. Well, but... the most important thing is on there now. You've promised me yeah, one. The is yeah, on it's there. on there it and true. it's been promised and I'm going to have it. <laughs> we're going to use this, but we're going to use this list as a weapon against each other. Oh, now. yes. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, awesome. Tales of the Valiant. Yes, that, that Kickstarter's got to be ending soon, surely. Uh, it's ending on the 23rd of June. Ooh. Four days. So, yeah, four days. Mm. So, I I mean, don't get me wrong, if you can kickstart it, by all means go for it. I don't think they quite need it, to be fair, <laughs> considering that they hit target in 27 minutes. A whole 27 minutes? Wow. A whole 27 minutes. Slow they, start. They hit target. Slow start. So, I think I, think I, I think I saw something, they were like 900% over target or something. Is that all? Like that. <laughs> yeah. So they've been bringing out sort of uh, stretch goals and this yeah, and the other. But yeah, um, another thing that is, it, it can't be long now, is the uh, the Abomination Vaults. Yes, the uh, Hacksash ARPG. Yeah, they, I'm just bringing up the Kickstarter now. Ooh. They are currently 90% funded. So, oh, interesting. Um, so not long left on that. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And But there is another... We did, I think, did we mention it last? Last um, episode or not? I can't remember. Uh, but, maybe. 
<laughs> there is another Paizo property video game coming out. Uh, oh, I don't think we did mention it. Right. Well, this is... The, yeah, this is called... Um, Gallospire Survivors. Mm -hmm. Right. And you are going to have to help me out here because <laughs> you're about the two of us. You're the video game This is true. Person. Yes, yeah. Um, it describes it as a rogue light bullet hell survivor. Oh, okay. That just that to me sounds like a bunch of words. It is a bunch of words, but they're wonderful words. So basically, what that's going to be is something that uh, our, our good friend Couch is going to love because that's his wheelhouse. He loves a bullet hell, bullet hell game. Um, I personally love a roguelite, so I'm going to play it uh, for that reason. I struggle with bullet hell, but I can play them. Um, but it's it's going to be really good uh, from the sounds of that, because basically it's... You know those games where there's just loads of things flying around on the screen, and if one yeah. of them touches you, you die? Okay. That's a bullet hell. Right, And okay. roguelite are... Um, they're like those those RPG games where... It's not like set maps. It's all like procedurally generated every time, and you kind of the everything's kind of randomized, and it's very. Um, it's not like action RPG, but it's not like turn-based RPG. It's really hard to explain. Um, but they're a lot of fun, and I love them because there's a lot of like progression over time. So you'll go back and you'll rerun the same level over and over again until you get strong enough from playing it to clear it, and then you'll move on to the next one. Okay. So they're a lot of fun. Um, and that, combined with the bullet hell, should be really, really fun. So I, that, that'll be one that I'll actually be probably playing when it comes out. Yeah, I think you can. I don't think this is a Kickstarter. I think you can already kind of add it to your Steam wishlist. Oh, interesting. So if you're looking for it, it is called Gallospire Survivors. Cheeky little look. See if it is mm. on Steam already. Shall, shall we? Ooh. Oh, don't start with hiccups now. That's not what we want. And there is actually more tabletop RPG related video game news. Um, Baldur's Gate 3 has got a release date. Okay. Have you ever played any of them? No. No, me neither. But apparently, from what I've been told, the... Um, the Kingmaker uh, Pathfinder video game is is heavily sort of inspired by Baldur's Game. Mm. So I don't know, but apparently it is due out in August 2023. Interesting. I will probably be giving that a try. Well, definitely a look. Uh, and yes, Pathfinder Gallus by Survivors is available on Steam to be added to your wish list. I have just added it to mine. Yeah, I've already added it. To <laughs> um, so, but yeah, no, the the Baldur's Gate games, um, they're, they're kind of legendary in the uh, in the RPG video gaming sphere. But I am one of these people that I tend not to play the legendary games, not for any other reason than for people's reactions when I tell them I haven't played them. Um, so like, I've never played Skyrim, just so that when people go, "You haven't played Skyrim," um, I love those moments. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have that with movies. Yeah, yeah. Certain movies are at a point now where I'm not going to play them because 
I'm not going to play. I'm not going to watch, watch them, them because, you know, I've kind of cemented that. Yeah. It's part of who you are now. It, exactly. You're the guy who hasn't seen that film. Exactly. Yeah. The Green Mile being one of them. I have seen that. See, I haven't. I haven't seen that. I haven't I mean, seen Shawshank. <sighs> haven't seen Shawshank. See, Shawshank I like. Green Mile, it's a good film, but I don't think it deserves the hype it gets. In really? My, my controversial opinion on that. I just, it, it's a good film. I just think it's, it's overhyped. Yeah, I kind of feel that way about Gladiator. Yeah, I, I can see that. Like, I think Gladiator was like, from when it came out, it was an amazing film. Yeah. But it, it's one of those films that once you've seen it, it's like, okay. There's no like rewatchability for it. Yeah, I get that. I mean, like, I'm not saying it's a bad film or anything or any. Mm anything like that however i do play that up from time to time when i especially when i get the oh the gladiator's the best film ever i'll just turn around and kind of go i thought it was shit <laughs> yeah well you got you got to take the uh the devil's ad- advocate stance on the odd occasion exactly and if it winds people up 10 points <laughs> you just get that sort of Sharp in in inhale of air. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I just the thought best. It was wank. I, was, I thought it was a load of shite. Mm. And you just see people hate you a tiny bit. It's amazing. It is. It is. It is <laughs> but yeah, I don't have any more video game news though, unfortunately. That's all right. But we were keeping an eye out on Modifius Entertainment. Yes. Okay, so they haven't really... I mean, the last thing we, we talked about was the Dreams and Machines um, audios that they'd put out. Yes. Which, you know, I started listening to one. I still need to listen to all five of them, but I, I will be doing just because it gives you, like, a good introduction into the world that they're trying to to produce but apparently Modifius themselves have acquired let me just bring that up they have acquired five parsecs from home five leagues from the borderlands mm-hmm. all right um so i've not played any of these but, yeah, apparently they've acquired five parsecs from home and five leagues from the Borderlands games, game IPs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Modifius puts out a lot of licensed stuff. Yes. So... Just having a little look yeah. at those. Okay, so five parsecs from home is a solo adventure war game. Right. Where you assemble a ragtag crew of galactic trailblazers and head out to explore the stars. That sounds really good, actually. Um, it's playable with any miniatures you have on hand. It requires only a small number to get started. So, yeah, it's basically just you need a few six-sided dice and a couple of ten-sided for five parsecs from home. Hmm. Um... And the core core rule book is 184 pages, um, and that gives you pretty much everything you need. And it's like 
28 pound with a seven stage narrative solo campaign okay so it's basically like warhammer with a story yeah uh although in space whereas board uh five leagues from the borderlands is actually more warhammer with a story right I get um it. because that one i was also having a quick quick read through yeah, it's yeah. an RPG light adventure war game um, that lets you engage in procedurally generated fantasy campaigns featuring skirmish miniatures, uh, skirmish miniatures battles where you hunt down your foes, sneak into enemy camps. So yeah, that that one's a bit more um, fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, yeah. So they're very similar sort of concepts, but one's in space and one's fantasy. Um, the fantasy one, a little bit more expensive, thirty five pounds. Yeah. Uh, but looks pretty good because you can also do... Oh, okay, so this one's also co-op. So you can do co-op as well as solo, whereas the five parsecs right. is uh, intended to be solo. So that might be worth the extra six or seven quid. Fair enough. So, yeah. I mean, I'd, I kind of went off wargaming back in my 40k days. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think if... People are into that. I think what what's nice with the solo kind of thing as well is if you are just really in the mood to play something or, or run out a story or something, you can you can just sit down and do it. You know, you don't have to try yeah. and get like a bunch of people available or anything like that. You know, so it's quite nice yeah. from that sort of standpoint, I guess. Yeah, I was just having a look at what games Modifius currently have. Mm. They've got Acton Cthulhu. We do love a Cthulhu game. We do. Although I played Acton Cthulhu a few months back mm-hmm. at the Lodge. Completely misunderstood the concept of it. <laughs> so we were in this adventure and it was, okay, so these are the weird things that are happening. This seems to be the cause of the weird things that are happening. And I'm coming from, you know, being a handler for Delta yeah. Green. So it's like... Let's blow up <laughs> the thing that's causing all these fucking problems. Yeah. And mine and another player's character went down in a fucking blaze of glory, blew ourselves up along with this thing, <laughs> and then we were told that we failed the mission. <laughs> See, but here's the question, though, right? Did you still have fun with it? I had so much See, fun. See, to me... That's the sign of a good system. If you can get it wrong and still have fun, that's a good game. Oh, yeah, we were getting attacked by weird fucking Nazis, <laughs> a cloud that I'm sure would have turned us well, inside. As, as opposed to normal Nazis. Yeah, you know. Just, you know, <laughs> you know the, the bad kind. <laughs> wow! Well, this has been fun, guys. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> No, I don't know. I don't know if they were undead or not, but it was just we, they were Nazis and we were killing them. So that's normally a good, good, good idea. Yeah, in most yeah, most so. gaming scenarios, you want to kill the Nazis. Yeah, so we were killing them, and I think all of the party had kind of retreated, <laughs> and it was just myself and another player, and it was like, yeah, should we? Yeah, should we just do this? <laughs> should we just blow up? And we blew the fucker up. And then the, the handler kind of went, no, in, in Cthulhu you've got to kind of investigate these things. It's like, well, that 
That doesn't make sense. Like, but but now now it's easy to investigate because dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, how often do you see scientists studying the life thing? No, they they study the the, the body first, then they study the life thing. It kind of reminds me of the first time I actually ran Delta Green for a couple of my players yeah. who were used to Pathfinder. Yeah. They basically pulled this this creature and they were trying to restrain it. And it's like, creature breaks free. Creature slashes the fuck out of you <laughs> and you die. It was so funny. And they're going, okay, okay, we, uh, I'm going to try restrain it. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Just run! Run away! <laughs> Kill it! Oh. Get something that goes bang! <laughs> That's so true. But yeah. Oh. My so gosh. they've also they've also got uh, Mutant Chronicles, um, third third edition of the popular post-apocalyptic RPG Mutant Chronicles. Um, they acquired the license um, for Fallout. Okay. So they're doing um, an RPG based on that what else have they got the company released thunderbirds a cooperative board game based on you know thunderbirds is, is, is um, it going <laughs> no you would have been disappointed if i didn't i would have been exactly. i would have been um the company announced a license this is in 2015 they announced a licensing deal for conan the barbarian Ooh. Um, they've got Star Trek. Nice, nice. They've produced a board game based on Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> um, John Carter RPG. Um, Elder... Um, company released a promotional miniature of the Dragonborn form from Elder Scrolls Skyrim that we were talking about the other day. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they've got they've got quite a load of shit. Yeah. I genuinely I mean I, that was the Wikipedia I was reading. Yeah. So um I'm I was certain they had more. I mean they might have sold some. They might have done. And yeah. it's hard on the on their website because they are I think they are like the UK's um retailers for for Free League. Mm. So a lot of the Free League shit's on here as yeah. well, and it's hard to tell whose is whose. And I guess also, like, they, they kind of want to keep their website with the, the latest and greatest, right? I don't know. If you go to role-playing on the website, like sci-fi, they've got, I think... Da, 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 da. Yeah, because I think June is Free League. So, yeah, I mean, I think they're just the retailers for Free League in the UK. Yeah. So they've got a load of their shit, but they also, they've got their own, own their stuff own as stuff, well. Yeah. That's mm. pretty cool. Yeah, I definitely need to start investing more in in Modifius, but because they mostly do license shit, I don't. Yeah, I think the, uh, the thing with license stuff is unless you're like a fan of the franchise, there's not really much draw to to try the the system, you know. Yeah, and I think we discussed it previously. We have, I have an yeah. issue with if I am a fan of the franchise, it's like, well, the best stories have already been told, so why the fuck am I going to try? Yeah, you know, so. Yeah, I, I kind of struggle with that. But yeah, good on them. They're, they're spending money. They're, they're making moves. Making moves. Um, 
Okay, so speaking of new shit coming out. Uh-huh. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade is a new source book coming out. Interesting. Yeah, is it though? I, I struggle with vampire. I just like vampires in general. I, bl See, I blame Blade. You know, I, I was a little... <laughs> so, you know, you would have thought I'd be all over the vampires, but I don't know. I think there's something... It's just weird. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to harken back to something fucking hilarious I saw on Reddit once. Mm -hmm. Someone... And this does not reflect my own opinion, but I thought it was fucking funny. Um, someone, they were discussing Vampire the Masquerade and someone put... If I wanted to play a sexual predator, I'd play FIFA. Oh! Okay! <laughs> and I thought that was just one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever read. That's um, funny, though. It is funny, though. <laughs> Although, actually, yeah, but yeah, looking at it, it seems to be more romance stuff than actual being vampires. I think the this source book, Bloodstained Love, does seem yeah. to kind of... Twilight. Just, yeah. <laughs> Twilight, I mean, the RPG. <laughs> I mean, the whole premise of the Masquerade is quite an interesting one because you do delve into sort of the the politics of the different groups. Mm. You know, you when you create your character, you basically give them a clan. Yeah. And you know, your clan has certain tenets that they that they kind of um, act under. And, you know, if you've got a group of vampires that are all from different clans, it does kind of play into the dynamic. So I think it is it is an interesting concept. It's just, it's hard to, I don't, I just, I just find it hard to gain interest. Yeah. I mean, out of the World of Darkness books, the hunting, the Hunter, the Reckoning, I think it is, that's the one that interests me. Um... Yeah, I, I get that. I think um, I think vampires in recent years as well, a lot of people have kind of had a sour taste in their mouth because of the, the Twilight series. <laughs> Let's be honest. A lot of people did not take the Twilight series well, and some people took it a little too well. <laughs> Almost obsessively well. I can't. I don't know what you're talking about. We definitely don't know anybody that was like that. There's several I mean, people around Southend. <laughs> I mean, I'm not interested in Twilight, but I don't have that that sort of repulsion to it either. See, my big issue with it was like like the going in sunlight thing. I don't mind, right? Because there's there's other versions of vampires where they can go in sunlight. It just like it hurts them, or they're they're weaker, or it's just like they have like sunlight sensitivity, right? Like, um, like, like most creatures from the Underdark in 5e have, right? They have that sunlight sensitivity where normal daylight hurts them, right? Yeah. But they fucking sparkled! Yeah, that was weird. Like, I don't get it! <laughs> that was really weird. I will give you like, that. So, that so, so they weird. have to live in, like, places that are just really overcast all the time so that nobody sees that their skin sparkles. Beings, but you have to live in shitty weather because you don't want people to know you sparkle. What? <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh. You know what was her name? Stephanie Meyer. Meyer. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. 
Yeah, she made some weird choices. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, she made some. You know, it was almost like a a, a teenager writing fiction, right? Or writing right. or writing fiction for teenagers. I think a bit of both. I think she was a yeah, teenager. I think, I think it was a little bit of both. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't have that sort of repulsion to them. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, my my vampires have always been the Anne Rice Chronicles. I see my, mine with Blade. I, I grew up on Blade. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I can see that. I love Blade. <laughs> yeah, I, but I, I devoured the Anne Rice books. That's fair, that's fair. I thought they were... Out, outstanding and there's I, I realised like a couple of years after her death um, I, I I just looked up her, her biography and there was like three books mm. that she released after she said she'd done with them that <laughs> I have not read <laughs> I've finished with these but here's, here's three more <laughs> yeah, so they are now on my own personal list <laughs> Why does that sound like Arsenal and I out there? Like, no, nah, I'm done. No more drinks tonight after these shots. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, those are the days I don't remember. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to have this one and I'm going home. But to be fair, we have a friend in common mm-hmm. who was quite a bad influence. In I don't know what you're talking about. I'd go, okay, yeah, there's another pint. It's like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Here's, 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 on, here's a couple more, guys. It's fine. It's fine. It's all right. Have another one. Okay. So yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh yeah, vampires. I think it's always going to be one of those things that's going to be really uh, contended amongst people about which vampires were the best. Yeah, and because of the law, not just in vampires the way we know Mm. them, but in like Eastern European folklore and. You there's know, so many Chinese like, folklore. There's so many yeah, it, it's, yeah. It, there's so many of those things where it, it's a bit like um, like some some of the arguments you get with like what constitutes a dragon or is that a worm? Like you know, like those kind of arguments. Yeah. Like oh, or is that just a dragon? Well, like no, like there's actually like people have gone through and like this is a dragon. This is not a dragon. A dragon has these criteria. And you, it's, it's always going to be like, you're going to have that, right? With anything that has law that goes that deep. Oh, yeah, of course. And people get so fucking passionate they about do. it that I can't help but just... Take the piss and go, no, yeah. I, don't, I don't agree. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, just in any anything I can say that's going to infuriate yep. them... You're, you're going to say it. Yeah, say yeah that. absolutely. I don't necessarily believe it, but I'm going to fucking say it anyway. Yeah, good. Just because I like how people react over dumb shit. So I, I once saw, I think it was it was on like Reddit or something, where some guy had like, he, he made like, this. if you were to copy this into Word, it would be like a four page rant about how the dragon from Dragon Ball Z is not a dragon. <laughs> because, of, because of what I mentioned a minute ago about how people have like laid out the criteria for what is a dragon. And a dragon is supposed to have like four legs and separate wings, and Shenron doesn't have that, so he's not a dragon. So the show is named wrong. It's like, dude, shut up. <laughs> but I want to know what he actually classified Shenron as. Um. Oh, hang on. There's, let me just pull up. If I pull up the classifications of dragon, please do. I can Please tell do. You. 
I can see we're going to spend half an hour on Absolutely this. Absolutely, we're going to. I am so fucking oh, down no. for that. There's a chart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. There is a chart for what the different types of dragon are. Oh, God, I feel like I need this in my life. Uh, so, according to him, Shenron would be... Uh, no, that's a terrible picture. Let me find the... Where is... The, is that the chart? No, because that doesn't have the name. Ah, this is the one. This is this is on Pinterest, but it does the trick. Uh, Shenron would not be a dragon. He would be a. Which one is it? That one. A Yinglong. Is what Shenron would be. Okay. Not a dragon. All right. Not a. Not dragon. a dragon. Because a dragon, right. according to the, the rules of what makes a dragon, in air quotes, because, again, no one, who gives a shit? Let's be honest. A dragon is, uh, you know, like in... Did you ever watch uh, the film Dragonheart? Oh, shit. I think I may have. That's a dragon. Four legs, separate wings, kind of squashed like a horse. But you, you know what I mean? Like, that's... That standard dragon that you would see in like TV and film, right? Yeah, that's a dragon. Right. If it doesn't have wings, that's a drake. Okay. If it only has back legs and the front legs are also the wings, that's a wyvern. Okay, so far I'm kind of on board. If it looks like a dragon but the wings are like butterfly wings. That's a fae, not a dragon. Right. If it's a drake with multiple heads, it's now a hydra. <laughs> right. Okay, we all know what a hydra is, yeah. right? The, the list gets weird. I'll, I'll send you the chart. <laughs> I need this chart in my life. <laughs> I do. I genuinely do need this. But yeah, the, the, there's and a whole there's, like... There's coatils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the, the 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 poster that I'm seeing, types of dragon, the one that most resembles Shenron is basically Asian dragon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they haven't really. That, that yours hasn't gone as deep with the the naming of the dragons. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I want that chart. I will. Uh, I will send you a copy. <laughs> oh, please do. Should, should, that's what we should get done as merch. That just on a t-shirt. <laughs> So, so what did you say? It would, would be a, a Shin Long? A, a Yin Long. Yin Long. So, Yin Long Ball Z. <laughs> Actually, it doesn't sound it, too it bad. Doesn't, to it doesn't sound bad. <laughs> but, at the same token, who cares? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the chart that you've got, is there a title on it? No. No. So, there's no title that says types of dragon oh there, there is another chart that has types of dragon um that, that, that might be the one you were looking at because that's the one that has asian dragon yeah so that kind of defeats the point where it kind of goes oh it's not a dragon well it is yeah it's a, a type of dragon type. yeah but th that goes to that thing though of like can you use the, <laughs> the 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 word in the definition right because how can you have types of dragon where one of the types of dragon is dragon 
Yeah, it's... That's like saying one of the types of lion is lion. <laughs> like... I feel I feel like you need to post me. You I'll, need to I'll, send I'll that send post. You the image. I want to read the whole fucking thing. Uh, I'll send it to you over on. Uh, send, I'll send it to you here. I'm seeing a dragon size chart by someone on DeviantArt. Yes, yeah, that that exists. Uh, that's uh, a thing. Here you go. I I I do have a. A certain level of respect for these people who go so fucking in depth yep. in fictional stuff. It's like the the people who fucking like no, I don't know registration plates from Star Wars vehicles, yeah. and shit like that. It's like fair play to you. It's a waste of time, but what a fucking <laughs> waste of time that is. Ah, oh, yeah. Ah, oh. that. That is, I don't think I've ever been so passionate passionate about anything in my life. No. Um, oh no, I'll tell you. Like, I think the I I want, I used to be very passionate about World of Warcraft back in the day, like when it first first came out. Hmm. Um, I used to like write guides and stuff uh, on how to to play like certain classes and things like that. So I was very passionate about that back then. Um, the funniest thing that happened with that was I once had a a two-hour argument with the guy on ventrilo back when that was a thing um because he was arguing with me about uh saying that i misunderstood this guide on how to play the class that i was playing um and he was arguing with me for two hours before somebody pointed out that he was arguing with the person that wrote the guide on what the guide said <laughs> that was fun um yeah he was he was, ba- he was basically saying like oh you, you just don't understand like you don't know what this guy means and then after two hours, like one of my friends joined the call and was like, you do realize he wrote that, right? <laughs> and then the guy very sheepishly what? quit. <laughs> just, just, know, just yeah, He literally just disconnected from the call and was like, <laughs> everyone was in hysterics. It was really oh. funny. <laughs> now, that is funny when that happened. Oh, it was though. great. There's, there's like, I think there was a, um, a Reddit post on Twitter mm. where where people would post shit yeah, like yeah. that where, you know, they'd be told... Like, they're over here, somebody talking about, like, something they wrote. And like, well, I think I can clear that up for you. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you don't know what you're talking about. It's like, okay. Yep, it's like, okay. <laughs> like, there was this guy who got told he didn't understand a programming language, yeah. and he's the person who... Invented, invented the programming the language. language, yeah. Oh, I love things like that, man. They're the best. <laughs> I, t- I mean... If it weren't for the internet, we wouldn't get shit like no, that. No, it's true. We wouldn't. I think it's fantastic. So, shall we head on over to Couch's Corner? I think we should, because he told me he sent in another great question, uh, but once again would not tell me what it was, because he knows you don't tell me. Yep, I don't tell you. Um, let me just... I believe we also have another question as well. We do indeed, as soon as I... I got told by somebody else that they put in a question. See, that's it. I wish they wouldn't... No, but they didn't tell me what it was. Oh, okay. Neither of them would, because they, like, I was with both of them, and they were like, oh, we both put questions in. I was like, what is it? And they both went, <laughs> no. <laughs> right, so because I have... Um, 
just imported everything from from Google mm-hmm. Forms. I need to actually find the right fucking because <laughs> they've all import they've all imported and they've got the same fucking timestamp oh, on them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so bear with me a second. Worst case scenario, I just boot up Google Forms again. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. So there's no point going by newest. <laughs> Okay, so we'll we'll go first with Chris, yes. who is contacting us from the exact opposite of where you think mm-hmm. I am. That's that, but he did tell me. Uh, told, he, he told me he oh, put okay, that, yeah. Enough. Which I thought so, was very good. I thought it was quite good, yeah. So his question is, what homebrew rules have you included in your games, or what home, homebrew rules would you like to include? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I mean, I, th- I think the the standard rule that we we've always kind of included is the rule of cool, right? Because that is essentially a homebrew rule. Because anything can essentially then become homebrew. Uh, a homebrew rule. Wow, this is the not speaking properly thing happening all over again. I struggle with homebrew. Because <laughs> um, if you, if you if you are you know rule of calling something, you are sometimes breaking the rules and making a new uh, rule, right, to incorporate how that would then work. Um, so I think that's one that I, I've i always had and always played with. So I'd say that's definitely one that I, I like to have included and around a table. Mm-hmm. Um, as for, like, an actual homebrew rule, that's a tough one. I'm going to have to have a little think Right, okay. Well, for me, um, one that I've currently... Well, I started including it when I started running Skulls and Shackles, and it was directly inspired by um, <laughs> by the Glass Cannon <laughs> podcast, and that was the Bottle Caps. Yes, I remember that. Um, so basically, if you did something cool, if you did something, whether it was in-game, whether it was a metagame reason, if you made the entire fucking table laugh at mm. something, you got yourself a bottle cap. And that would essentially be... Um, you'd roll with advantage. Yes. Or in Pathfinder terms, you'd roll with fortune, yes. I think they call it. Um, which, you know, it was quite... It was quite... Um, quite popular at my tables yeah. um, but then obviously we went to Pathfinder 2nd edition and they've already kind of included a similar thing okay. um, which is codified into the rule and it's hero points mm. now I have made no secret in in that hero points are the element of Pathfinder 2nd edition which I like the least mm-hmm. I think the way that they're implemented is clunky as fuck. Um, so essentially, you every session you start every session with a hero point. Yeah. You can gain additional hero points during the course of the game. However, it says, and we recommend you hand out a hero point per hour. Well, I'm not being funny, but. Not every table has something interesting happening. Every hour, every yeah. Every single fa- fucking hour. Well, yeah, because you could have an entire hour where people are just chatting shit about the fucking bar fight they had last night. Yeah, so there's <laughs> no... You know, and it's... When I play... Um, 
society games where you have to kind of enforce a rule. I'll just every hour I'll just kind of go right. Who wants a fucking hero? Yeah. Unless something good Does happen. and cool yeah. actually yeah, happens, then that's a, another story entirely. But you, you know, it, it's kind of it's kind of rewarding people unnecessarily. Yeah. Oh, actually. So the. Yeah. The way I I do hero points now in my games, my my homebrew mm-hmm. games, um, is that you'll get a hero point at the start of every session. Mm-hmm. If somebody can accurate accurately recap what happened in the previous session, oh, see, every everybody gets a second hero. Ah, oh, okay, cool. You, that because that is exactly what I was going to talk about, and I'm kind of glad you said it, said it the way you said it. I I played in games where they've done something similar at the start of a session, mm-hmm. but they only give it to the person who does the recap, and I hate that no. because it only rewards the note takers. No, I I give it to everybody yeah, because see, that, that, I like that. That benefits me as well because I don't have to kind of be forced to hand out a hero point every fucking yeah. hour even if during the course of that session nothing interesting happens and nobody gets a hero mm-hmm. point they're all they're still up anyway because yeah. they've all had an extra yeah. one so i can just forget about that for the yeah for the rest of the, the, session. Of the session what and what i have started doing is that any hero points that i award for anything cool i will still call bottle caps mm-hmm. and whereas your regular hero points they disappear at the end of the, the session bottle caps remain bottle caps remain yeah. bottle caps are a bit more special yeah so i've started doing that and you know i think yeah i think it has improved the the hero point mechanic quite substantially i can see that yeah because I, I was actually, I, that's what I was going to say, and that, that was my oh moment while you were talking, was I, I've played in a campaign recently where um, after a, like at the start of a session, they would get, like they would ask who wants to recap, and if you recapped, they would give you an inspiration, um, which is you can basically add, I think it's like a D8 or something to, to any role that session, right? Um, but he would only give it to the person that recapped. And in the group, there were only two people who took notes. So they got it every session. Yeah, I, I, I like giving it to the the entire table yeah. because there's more at stake. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you try and recap and you fail, and, ah, oh, shit, I just didn't get inspiration. But when everybody at the table is counting yeah, on you... Yeah, it, it, it makes it a little bit more high pressure. I like that. Yeah, yeah, so that that tweaks it for me, and I I would use that rule. So that that would be mine then. I would use that variation of it, because um, giving everyone a, um, a reward, I think, is just better. Because otherwise, you're just rewarding the note takers. I did see something. This was on. This was on a Mastodon post mm-hmm. um, about a core mechanic, which I will be implementing at some point once I figure out how. And the mechanic is this. Whenever there is a countdown, right, whether that being to a character's death, Mm -hmm. whether that be, I don't know, a countdown until a building collapses, something like that, they they came up with this mechanic, which I thought was fucking fantastic, where you take a pool of D6. Yeah. 
and you roll them. Mm -hmm. Every set, every six that that is rolled, you remove that dice. Oh, when there's zero dice left, the time's up. So every turn, you are rolling the remaining dice. Oh. Um, once the dice are gone, time's up. Yeah, I like that. I thought that was fucking yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that. Because then you don't have yeah, to they're going, oh, it's ten rounds, or... Like you just it gives you a bit more of a randomized time frame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um in Pathfinder second edition the, the dying rules are very codified. You've got dying one, two, three, and four. Kind of similar to, to like five E's death yeah. saves sort of thing. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of those. And yeah, I mean just to I mean it's a bit late now because my games are already underway. Yeah. But to basically replace that to okay, so you're what seventh level, right? Seventy-six. 76. Yeah. I like. Oh, yeah, Seventy-six like gets removed. You may last ten rounds. You may last two rounds. May last one. You may last one. Yeah, if you if you just straight up roll seven sixes, that's it. GGs. Which you know, I think I think it's a really cool. Mechanic. I do. Yeah, that's really really cool. And likewise, you you could go an hour without rolling a single six. Right. Yeah, exactly. It adds an it element really of does. chance. It really does. I like that. And it's also an element of um, uh, avoiding metagaming. Well, see, that that's avoiding metagaming is something that I've uh, tried to combat in games in the past. And the best way I've found to do that with the, the death saves in 5e is the DM rolls them for the player. So the play, even the player doesn't know how close they are to death, right? Because okay. one of the things that we quite often will have in in 5e is, let's say you've made two death saves, right? So you've got two, two successes, no failures. Everyone knows that. So they don't... So they, they're sitting there, well, we don't need to get him up this round. We can just leave him for another round and try and finish this fight. Because even if he fails, at most he's going to critically fail and have two, and then we can just get him up next round, right? Yeah. If he doesn't critically fail... And he, or if he succeeds, he's up. If he fails once, we've still got another two failures before he's dead. We've got extra rounds, right? But if you take away that knowledge, they have to act. Or they have yeah. to not act and deal with those consequences. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think it's a bit harder to do in second edition. Mm. Um. But I'll probably I'll think of something. Well, I I, I like I'll what probably... you said though about using the your seventh level seven dice. Yeah, I think it would mm. work pretty well. Um, again, I think it's a bit too late to implement it in my my. What you could even do game. for that as well, just to 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 kind of grow on it a little bit, is use the character's hit die. So instead of just rolling d sixes, if it's like a barbarian. Use D12s, right? Because they're a hardier character. Yeah, I get um, it. Or maybe not going all the way up to D12s, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, using D10s or... Yeah. Like, just, just going up a couple of dice for those hardier characters because they are meant to be hardier, right? So they should be able to take a beating and get back up again or, or just... So something like that, just to make it a bit more... You know, so the wizard isn't tanking as much damage as the fucking barbarian is. Because <laughs> the wizard's just getting super lucky with those death rolls. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think these are, are interesting mm. uh, mechanics to add, and they will create that added um, added element of tension. Yes. Which you know, I think sometimes, especially when characters are dying, seems to be lacking. Yeah. I think maybe that that's something we can maybe talk about in a future episode is ways to make uh, to add some tension to to some to see like scenarios that are happening that are, are not common but also can be quite common like like a character being downed right that's not overly common depending on how you DM for some of us it's a lot yeah. more common John um, <laughs> <laughs> but at, you know finding ways to add tension to those where normally there there might not be because like. The roles are in the open and people can kind of strategize around them even if they don't mean to because you know it's not something you're gonna maybe naturally think about consciously of well i don't need to go and save him because he's got so many death saves left i can carry on just hitting this guy for another couple of rounds you might just be thinking that subconsciously and it, it you know bleeds out whereas if you don't know um or if there is that that chance right that they could just be gone um it kind of, yeah, it's just going to pile on that pressure to, to to make a decision one way or the other. Yeah. And then just live with those consequences. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, I think it is is an important discussion to mm. have at some point to just, kind of, to just to kind of go, right, we need to kind of up the tension yeah. for this. Um, I mean, I've already kind of committed to doing that in my games where because players have that meta knowledge of oh he's on dying two or he's on dying three i i'm going to stop using the player down creature moves on rule yeah and just player down creature's gonna carry on creature has advantage now Creature's going to carry on. He's going to carry on attacking unless you do something. Yeah, un- unless you are no longer breathing and you are dead, dead. It won't keep swinging. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to start mm. doing that in my games because, you know, the, as a carryover from first edition, where it was decidedly easier to kill a character... Um, in second edition, it's it's pretty hard. It's not an easy thing to do, which in of itself does kind of increase the tension of the game anyway, because it's like, yeah, I'm on dying three and I've gone back to unconscious, but then I've been hit by an area of effect. So it is very swingy. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna go into. The creature downs you and it's got two actions left. It's going to keep going. It's going to try and kill yeah. you. Because I think that's also something that maybe as DMs we do sometimes, like, forget, is we're, we're still playing these creatures like a player controlling them to have fun. We don't always treat them like a creature with their own consciousness, right? And their own decision-making process. Because, um, let's be honest, if... If it is a horde of goblins, they're not just going to knock you unconscious and then leave you there. They're going to kill you. Like, that is their sole goal. Yeah, unless they've got something more pressing. Exactly, yeah. If they drop somebody, but they've got the paladin right next to them attacking Then it gives them something. They're going to defend themselves. It gives them that thing to take their, their, 
Okay, that one's uh, subdued for now. I can focus on this one. Yeah, but whereas, you know, one goblin versus one character, he drops, oh, I'm going to move over to this next person and attack them. Why? I'm 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 going to end this one, because at least then we can eat him later. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I I like that. So, my players, beware. (laughs) You have been warned. You have been warned, and if you don't listen to this podcast... Uh Uh-oh. You're going to do this to one of them, and be like, well, you didn't tell us. You're just going to send them the link to this episode. (laughs) Oh, exactly. I'm going to send them the timestamp. I told you three months ago. (laughs) Not my fault. You do not pay attention. Oh, brilliant. I think I've literally got, like, three of my players who listen. So, if they miss it, it's on. That question came from my DM, so I need to behave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let us go to... The man, the the myth, the legend himself. All right, this this week it's from Couch of the Gaseous Ice Giant. (laughs) The seventh planet from the sun, in brackets, work it out. I'm not going to work it out, Couch. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really couldn't guess. I mean, it is Couch, so I'm going to guess you range. That, that would be a solid guess. That would be... Oh, it's yes, right. It is. <laughs> oh, see, I only know that because I, I, there's a watch I want that is uh, branded with that planet. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that another time. <laughs> oh yes, P- please let's get into Uranus another time. <laughs> oh, see, that's why I want the watch. But anyway, what is Couch's question? <laughs> okay, so as it is mentioned a hell of a lot when you spend money on a system, not Pathfinder Second Edition or D and D, as I know your stance is. <laughs> Do you feel like you need to push through with playing it more to make it worthwhile, or would you drop it after feeling it didn't live up to your expectations? This is something I find more typically with board video games, but rulebooks aren't cheap, so same sort of feeling? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, personally, I, I, I'm a lot more like that with video games, um, which obviously he did mention there, where I, there, I have got many games on my Steam library where I forked out for them, played them once, and never touched them again um, because I didn't get on with them. As for mechanics, the only books on my shelf are 5e and Pathfinder. Um, I don't own any other systems. (laughs) 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 Um, So I can't really comment on those. I have got a crap ton of board games in my cupboard, though, that I never play. Um, But that is mainly because of time and people to play them with. Um, Yeah. Because also a lot of the games I've got have like three hours of setup for like an hour of play, right? So they're fun, but it's just sometimes not worth the setup. Because um, you've got to lay out like specific map tiles and you've got to get specific card decks prepared. And like, it, there's a lot of setup for, for a very short play window. Hmm. Especially when I misunderstand a ruling and lose because of it. But we won't get into that because that's something that happened with me, Couch, and Chris. Um, <laughs> I w- I'll be asking. Oh, I'll give you the short version. 
um, I was playing the traitor and I thought I had to stop them uh, getting to a certain point in a room, but the card just said that to get into the room. So I kind of set up a blockage path, but they stepped into the room to get to my blockage path, which means they won. I feel I've heard that story. Yeah, you story probably have. Before. I was very upset. Yeah, I've I've definitely heard that story. Yeah, it, it, it caused caused a massive <laughs> argument until I reread the card. I was like, fuck the right. <laughs> well, I mean, unlike you, I Many have systems. <laughs> many fucking systems. Just imagine me as a crack addict <laughs> and Humble Bundle is my fucking dealer. <laughs> Because oh. every time there's a new fucking humble bundle out, it's Ooh. like, yeah, 20, 20 quid for this many books. It'd be rude not there to. So I've got fucking Simbarum. I've got Tales from the Loop. I've got a lot of the, like, Vesson. Um, I honestly, I can't remember the, sh the amount of shit I've got. <laughs> and I've not, some of these books I haven't even opened. <laughs> I say open. They are they are all PDFs, yeah. but again, my PDF library is fucking huge. And sometimes somebody will mention a system, and I kind of go, "Wait a minute, I've got that book." <laughs> and you know, um, and yeah, there is that sort of impulse to of I want to play yeah. this. Um, but a lot of it is. Is trying to sell it to players. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of struggle with, especially if I'm not very familiar with the system itself. So, I mean, one I want, uh, one game I do want to run is Tales from the Loop. Mm -hmm. I just think it, it's a fun sort of um, quirky, nostalgic piece that I think is going to be really, really fun and interesting to play. But then again, I've got other games which kind of are taking priority. Because once my homebrew finishes, then we're going to delve into uh, Impossible Landscapes, which is the Delta Green campaign, mm -hmm. whilst I prepare my Cypher homebrew. So all the games we kind of tinker around with are either Cypher or Delta Green. Yeah. You know, but on, on occasion where we have those days where maybe three people turn up and what I have planned isn't really going to scale all that well, that's when I'll kind of break out another game and just kind of go, right, let's have a look at this, see what this is like. That's how we did Hope Finder, and, which was fantastic. And so I'm thinking one of the things I was thinking at one point was maybe once a month or once every couple of weeks just do a game where it's like, okay, this week we are playing... Vesson, or this week we are playing Simbarum, and just kind of start getting a lot of these out of my system. Yeah, and just, just clearing you your know, list, so to speak. Clearing my list, so to speak, and also learning at the same time the players do. Mm. You know, that's what we've been doing with the cipher system by playing Numenera. You know, we've fumbled through it. I picked up the book roughly at the same time as the players did and kind of went alright let's just stop yeah. there's an intro scenario let's go through it and every now and again it'll be a case of right we need to stop I need to look this up yeah. 
and figure out the rule. Okay, so this is how this works. And then you kind of learn at the same time. So I'm interested in trying that, but I've got so many things I'm wanting to do at the same time that I just don't see when that's going to be possible. Because, you know, with like you guys, we've talked about maybe doing a, a bi-weekly Delta Green game. Mm -hmm. um, so that's obviously going to take priority over, okay, let's break out. I don't know. I don't even know what other systems I've got to, for reference. But, yeah, it's going to take priority over Vesson, for example. Yeah. You know, so it... I do want to play these games. I am interested in playing them and learning them. But at the same time, if I don't get round to it, because it's PDFs, I'm not that fussed. Yeah. You know, I'll just pick them up when the time is right. Yeah. I get that. That makes sense. Because um, I suppose, like, as long as you've always... You've, you've kind of got that library created, right? You can kind of dip into it whenever you want. Yeah. Um, which is, is, is always nice because if you do just need like, you know, just need a change or everyone's kind of burnt on the systems you've got, you can always just dip into your well of resources and go, well, we could try this one. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, we've always got the choice. Mm. Um, and then after that, then we can try something else the following yeah. week. All right, so what do you fancy this week? Do you fancy, like, some, I don't know, mystery where you play as kids in a Stranger Things sort of world? Mm. Or do you want to go, like, to gritty fantasy with, with Simbarum? Yeah, I think that's, that is also, that, that's just very helpful to have. Um, and I need to start building up a library like that. Humble bundle, man. Yeah, I might have to invest. Just, you know, they they come out with some phenomenal offers where you pay 20 quid and you get 300 quid's worth yeah. of books. Yeah, because they do the same for video games, which is honestly, it's how I've built a lot of my gaming library. Um, mm. It's like the video game version. <laughs> where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you, you pay like... Uh, there the, the used to be like a couple of sites as well where you pay like... Um, like a fiver and you get like 10 random video game keys so like you, you so you don't even know what games you're getting um and then you're like you, you just plug in those like keys onto steam and you unlock like 10 random games right um so that that was always quite fun because you were just kind of you didn't know what you were getting <laughs> Yeah, I bet that's quite Yeah, it's like, um, I don't know if you've, like, you've seen those adverts where like, people book a holiday, but they don't know where they're going, and so they like get to the airport. Yeah, my anxiety would fucking oh, kill same. me. Oh, same. But it was like that for video games. And I, I got some brilliant games from that. Um, yeah. Like, I, that I still occasionally will fire up now to, to like, you know, um, bust out. Like, one of them I, I absolutely loved was Robot Roller Derby Disco Dodgeball. Just the title alone. Right? I want to play that. It was amazing. Like, the game is, like, it's one of those games that's so terrible, it's amazing. Because, like, at its core, it's very simple, which is what makes it amazing. But, like, it's so stupid that it's brilliant. <laughs> I love a bit of stupid. Exactly. Things. It was great. 
Um, but yeah, so that, I, I might have to start doing that then to, to kind of build out my library. Yeah, and, you know, they've, it's always for a good cause mm. as well. So that that kind of helps with my um, guilt. Yes, in, spending, in spending the money, money. yeah. Yeah, it's going to charity, so yeah, fuck it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think in, in terms of, like, powering through, though, I don't think that's always necessary. Because sometimes you can just tell very early on you're not going to get on with something, right? Um. But that being said, I have had many occasions where I've bought a new board game, I've been playing it for two months and then realised I was playing it wrong. Um, <laughs> like, dude, honestly, this used to be a common occurrence with some of the people I used to play board games with. So much so that it got to a point where we just didn't read the rules the first time, like the first few times we played it, to see how close we could get without reading the rules. I bet that would be, that would be an interesting podcast. It would be. <laughs> that would be how how, in, how intuitive is your board game? Huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, so next okay. episode. <laughs> if our listenership continues to, we can grow, do that. Yeah. I think that, that that'll be an be episode. A yeah. Project. Because like honestly, dude, it, it made it so fun. Because like those first few times you played the game. Some of the stuff we we'd come out with, and then when like when we'd read the rules, we'd be like, "Wait, how is that not a rule?" <laughs> it just makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get that. I I would totally be involved. Yeah, with it was that. a lot of fun. All right, so that's uh, that's ideas for the yes. future. All right, so I think that's about all the time we've got. Today. I would agree with that. All right, so I've been John Santana. I've been, um, you I've can. Been just a- Sorry? No, no, it's fine. All right. That's fine. No, no, no. I was going to no, say, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Trot on my fucking it's toes. Fine. It's fine. All right. So, <laughs> Justin, would you like to tell people where on the no. webs they can find No, you? I wouldn't. No, I will. I will, I will tell them. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, you can find me pretty much anywhere as uh, just an accurate TV. Um, I'm on most of the socials with, with that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm on a lot of them. I won't say most of them because I'm not a social person. Um, but I'm at Natural Juan. So you can find me on Twitter, Mastodon, Instagram, etc., etc. We have a Facebook mm-hmm. group that you're more than welcome to join and come and, you know, meet some of the other people who, for some reason, listen to us. Yeah, I'd still have no, to figure no. that one out. No, me neither. Um, but, you know, we are growing this community and it is absolutely fantastic to see um thank you to chris and couch for sending in some fantastic questions yes. thank you to you justin for spending Aww, some time with me this you're evening you're very welcome and most importantly thank you to everyone who's taken time out of their busy day to listen to us waffle on about some nonsense really yeah but if you like what you hear don't hesitate to leave us a review leave us a rating that way we can grow that way we can reach more people and that way we can probably offend them and we can start making uh dragon t-shirts <laughs> yes we want dragon t-shirts a- we, abs- we, want we absolutely need to make those t-shirts a thing like- all right well that is all thank you very much for listening see everybody. you later folks